0: Hello. This is a public service announcement. I just
1: got a phone call. Yeah, the we're in the middle of a
2: global and national emergency, a pandemic. It's not racist at all. No, not at all. It comes from China. What What's the topic? What are we We're talking about? We're talking about, it, about the the brighter side of the pandemic. Literally anything that makes you happy about the world as it is
1: at the moment. We can't stop the virus. Oh, always you say, as bad as it was, it could have been worse.
2: Hello and welcome to It Could Be Worse, the podcast that tries to stay corona positive about the pandemic by reminding us that however bad it gets, as always, it could be worse. And managing their viral loads with me this evening are Kieran McMahon, Brian O'Dowd, and Podrick Ormsby. How are you doing, lads? Oh yeah. Hello there. How's it going? Right, Kieran, we we'll start with you. Uh, How's life been treating you in the pandemic? Um, Well, strangely, the
3: first week I went into total meltdown and total paranoia and uh, that sense of we're all going to die. And once I accepted death, everything was fine. Uh, Things completely uh, transformed, and uh, once uh, it's a bit like getting up on stage. You know, you must accept the risk that you could die at any moment. I'm sure you're familiar with that, John. <laughs>
2: um, and and I should and it's like it's. I have to commend your bravery in joining us this evening. Uh, uh, admittedly, from your your bunker, Ciaran, because you're you're actually a, in an at-risk group. Is that right? <laughs> That's completely true.
3: Yes, I'm number one. I'm at risk because I live in Dublin Eight. Number two, uh, I'm of the age group that i was really thought i was going to be safe but it seems like that the average age is actually several years uh closer to me than i expected you know
2: well look i mean if nothing else kieran at least there's some social solidarity there now it's not just you that's not allowed go near the schools nobody can so you know that's (laughs) uh that's it's a good transition whatever it's the 27th of march we're up to over 100,000 dead worldwide, I think, at this point, you know. So there's a lot of people out there who are sick, and, and or 100,000 cases, apologies, not 100,000. But we try to look for the brighter side of things, or can we, can we lift the spirits? So was there anything that struck you that could be worse this week, on, Or yeah,
3: The weird thing about it is, so the people who are in the front lines, like a friend of mine who's a carer, he was mm. like, he went outside and he heard all the applause yesterday for everybody applauding the people. And he said, Jesus, applause is grace. Would you send money? You know? Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, care yeah, about yeah, applause. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's so yeah, no good yeah, to me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was wondering the what they thought about that. You know, and they're justifiably.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. The old applause seems a bit like it's a bit like the McDonald's give you the gold star for employee of the month. Yeah, I'd I'd like minimum wage. That'd be nice, you know. Uh, <laughs> instead, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, that's our thoughts um, and prayers are with them. Are we sending them anything useful? Yeah. Just so there's the that panic level?
3: Does yeah. the panic level is is a kind of feature of like if anybody has kind of like having to up their game and and sort of work harder and under that pressure and responsibility. And then there's the people like ourselves, John, who have found ourselves utterly redundant. And, uh, you know, I've never been so fit and healthy. You know, I've painted the bathroom, for God's sake. That has not had a lick of paint for five years. So, I mean, there's two different angles. The way I've summed it up is three different attitudes that when I've spoken to people. The first one is you run for the lifeboats, the people Hmm. who are in total panic, and are desperately trying to survive. The toilet paper buyers, you could call them, you know. Uh, The second group are the ones who are going down with the ship. They're the ones who've given up and have just gone despair, despair, life is over, which is what (laughs) I did in the first week. And uh, I feel so much better now. And 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 the third one is, yeah. And it's a huge factor to make your peace with it and just go, I accept the risk. And the great thing is, even if you get it, what do they do? They say, don't come near us, don't come to the doctor, don't come to the hospital. You do exactly what you're doing now, which is nothing. Stay at home, do nothing. So whether you have it or not, it's still the same response. So ultimately, all of this is in your control. And you're able to actually say, let's concentrate on what I'm doing right now. Instead of this unknown fear that's lurking in the
2: distance.
0: Well, you're dead dead, dead right.
2: You're dead right. I'm just trying to focus on what I'm trying to deal with right right now. And uh, I'm trying to build myself my own ventilator. And uh, it's a pretty complicated task, you know. But, like, it's good to focus on, you know, what can help us. Because one of the scary things is, obviously, there's no vaccine. There's no drug. You know, laughter quite literally is the best medicine uh, this time around. So that that's you're uh, you're 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 sorted if if it works. You know, that's a, that's a it,
3: it yeah. to me. Well, my but, uh, method is um, I don't want to even
2: uh, participate
3: in uh, the music. I, I actually want to be in the band. You know, sure. So if the ship is going down, we might as well enjoy it. You know, it's just life has always come with a tiny little clause that you could drop dead at any minute. Yeah. So now it's just a bit more real, but uh, ultimately you end up having to leave the house uh, for only essentials of course. But yeah, that's a daily thing. I'm amazed that people do it every day. I think you're really increasing the probability by going to work.
2: Yeah. Well look, thankfully that's, I'm on the Corona doll now. You're in the, the Corona doll. We'll all be, um, Helpfully at home on the couch, so I might um, I might bring in uh, the the other lads now. Uh, Brian, Brian, go to you maybe. Um, how have you been reacting? Well, you know the the future, the ones who'll have to dig your <laughs> dig your masquerade, my friends. Yeah. <laughs> so, Brian, uh, how are you doing? How's pandemic life treating you? We're coming into lockdown. Uh, are you terrified?
4: It's pretty extreme. I mean, like at uh, at first, I was really enjoying the solitude, but after a while, the loneliness gets to you. Like my wife and son are in Mayo for the majority of it now, and going a bit mad on my own. Like I'm laughing a lot more loudly, louder and powerful when I'm watching TV. I'm singing to myself.
2: Definitely getting the cabin
4: fever at this stage.
2: Very good. Well, yeah. and if <laughs> you. Ch- if you tune in for the other episodes, you'll be able to watch Brian's uh, or listen to Brian's slow mental disintegration over yeah, the coming weeks that's, and months. That's going uh, to It's already begun. Uh, have you? But come on, we're trying to lift people's spirits here, Brian. So have you got any techniques as how to how you stay sane amongst... Um,
4: uh, well, I'm not sane, so I can't really <laughs> answer that. <laughs> That's a good response. And who, yeah, who says you, know. you have to be safe? Okay. I, can tell, I can tell people how they'll enjoy their insanity when they get it.
2: Okay. How, maybe I'll come at it another way. How do you stop killing again? Um. No. No. I mean, this is a really, really, really good time for a serial
4: killer to operate. I think this is like this is brilliant for serial killers.
2: Go on, please tell me more. I mean, it, struck, it strikes me <laughs> there aren't too many people on the streets. Is it not like? Uh, is it not a? Is it not a tough time? Yeah, but you go to their houses.
4: Everyone's home. So you know, everyone's you know, home. <laughs> this is everyone's homes. So you're like, okay, that house has four people in it, most likely. I could go in and kill them all really quickly. They'll all have their headphones in doing podcasts. They won't even
2: hear me walking up the uh, there. You have it, folks. There's a bright side. Okay, one <laughs> <Well>, down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
4: no, actually, bit, two p- bits of positive news is, you know, Dyson, the the vacuum brand, they've started inventing ventilators, and I don't know the full story, but Elon Musk has, is using one of his factories for ventilators now, too. So
2: they're two pretty
4: positive, positive bits of news I got today.
2: I kind of think, it kind of worries me that Elon Musk is involved in things, you know what I mean? It makes me think, I don't it's know, but like, I mean, good, it's a good thing, I, I think, yeah. what do you guys think? <laughs>
0: What do I think of Elon Musk making,
2: making ventilators. ventilators?
0: It's like uh, I don't know. Like it's 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 happening so far away from me. It's not really an issue for me. And even if he does make them, I'm not going to get them. I'm low priority. I'm 22. Okay, I'm not. I'm not the chosen people for these kind of things. So it's like it's not really a.
2: But do you ever do you ever think that like if you refuse to use Elon Musk's ventilator, he will out you as a pedophile on Twitter? Like, because oh uh,
0: well, I heard that his that's his usual point of call. That, but that's you know, his MO, someone's right? Someone's got the footage of him on Joe Rogan smoking a blunt. You know, yeah. Someone's he, got the footage of him on Joe Rogan smoking a blunt. So, oh, it's, he's uh, just
2: he's just such a twat. <laughs> like, I I just hate the guy. Like, I don't know. That was the the, the Thailand <laughs> I don't know. Look, there's other rich people. Be- if you, I've, I was going to be a rich be- person, I'd be like Warren Buffett or someone. I don't know, but like, no, Elon Musk is just a prick. I don't know. Okay, if he's making ventilators good for him, I guess it's good. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, I just the hate the guy. The I just same. hate <laughs> <laughs> the guy. be a lot worse, I suppose. You. Know. That got very emotional very quickly. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh Yeah,
4: and you were giving me shit a minute ago. Just, <laughs> no, just a prank.
2: <laughs> well, when that when those Thai boys, the the football team got lost in the cave, right? Elon Musk wanted yeah. to build a fucking submarine to get them out. <laughs> Right. And then the Thai police are like, no, the fucking submarine won't work because it's a fucking cave and there are tunnels and like a submarine is <laughs> not going to work. And then he's like, he, he's, you must be a fucking pedophile on Twitter to his millions of followers, <laughs> to some guy he never met
0: because he won't use a fucking submarine. No and he outs him as a pedophile. Like, it's just, he's just one of twat. Like, In so- fairness, we have no proof the guy wasn't. That's true. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Said renowned <laughs>
2: pedophile, <laughs> Potterick Ormsby. Um but uh anyway, very good, very good. So look, more ventilators is good because you know we'll need them. We'll definitely need them, I think. So mm-hmm. that's a that's a good thing. Um and did you say would well, did you say you're the second thing, Brian, or was
4: uh Uh well I meant like those two ventilators, like the Dyson <laughs> are making them and that Alan Musk is making them.
2: Dyson's <laughs> a fucking cunt as well. I'm sorry, but he. Like, he, <laughs> he is a lot of. You're not
4: thinking of Terminator
2: Two again, are you? Well, he's Mister we Hard. Make that he's Mister Hard Brexit, right? Like he moved to oh, fucking Singapore. He's a hard Brexiteer who ta- who moved his company to fucking Singapore, where he's now hmm. operating and making Dyson vacuum. Uh he's a parasite on humanity, but like. I'd say they'll be the most stylish ventilators ever. They'll be bagless, right? They'll be bagless. They'll, be right? they'll, be bagless. Yeah, they'll, they'll be just put the little balls in them and shit. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, sorry, I, I just happen to hate the two people. But the love the <laughs> ventilators hate the fucking millionaire cons who delivered them anyway. Right. So Porik, before I get too emotional, sorry, you're all, Porik, Porik,
0: you, you cheer That's us the, up,
2: Porik. But well, you tell us it could be worse. Why could it be worse?
0: Uh I guess I have a more happier outlook than the rest of you is because my life wasn't going great before the coronavirus so <laughs> I'm pretty much on par now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good from that point of view. So Okay. Yeah.
2: Cool. So you things have improved for you and um and how so? Tell us more.
0: Uh, from everyone else going on standstill. It's like everyone else was, you know,
2: everyone a stopped few and then you tired me
0: yeah 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 you know it's like they everyone else got a head start and now someone's been shot in the leg and now i can slowly kind of catch up with everyone else so it's all it's all good
2: so the there's still hope
0: in the race you know
2: the world has been held back and you're you're kind of catching up now is that what you Tell saying i'm us. catching up man
0: i'm that's a strange. parasite on society and that's it <laughs> Well, look, maybe you'll be Jim Dyson one day. You never know. You never know. Could be.
2: Um, And was there there anything that caught your eye in the news
0: or anything um, this week? Reasons to be cheerful? At the minute, uh, very little. I think some of the reports from Simon Harris talking to the children have made me feel very warm. Uh, I don't know if you caught any of them. No, tell us more. No, he, uh, so basically, uh, it's some kid asking some generic question, and then we have to pretend that uh, Simon Harris isn't in Fine Gael, and that he loves people and that he's full of love and happiness and he cares for all people and people alike <coughs> and nurses, and it's a, it's a very, very good performance
2: he gives <laughs> almost a, oscar-worthy he's almost gives a simulation of being a real human being for a minute does he well that's, that's...
0: yeah he, he's managed to basically convince uh the entire population that coronavirus was invented by Sinn fein so it's uh it's been a pretty good <laughs> pretty good week
2: <laughs> <laughs> well fair enough fair enough um i've got some some great uh positive news for you guys because look you may be thinking look it's a scary thing and you know the the lots of people are going to die lots of people are going to die but it could be worse primarily because i've been able to secure myself a supply of the only drug that can treat a coronavirus right and uh, all you idiots who are going into boots and going into the pharmacies and uh you know looting toilet paper and looting fucking paracetamol well you had the wrong idea, right? Because I got the I went to the place where you get the real drug, the hydroxychloroquine, right? Yeah, that's the one Trump had a oh. hunch, Trump has a hunch about it, right? And he mentioned it in the press conference. So I went to the, the place where you can get this stuff, right? And that's uh, Pet World up in Finglas, right? Um, <laughs> and it's uh, it's an aquarium cleaner, right? Hydroxychloroquine, and um, okay, mostly it's boric acid. And after I drank it, I had a seizure and, like, sadly I passed away. No, actually, that didn't happen to me, but um, it did happen to two. An elderly couple in Arizona drank this um, aquarium cleaner stuff because it had the same name as the thing that Trump had a good feeling about in his press conference, and uh, they're now brown bread, unfortunately. But, um, oh yeah, like, I mean, apparently it's living it has the same name, but it's not the thing. I mean – Look, I, I look, let's not be too hard on them because if they took taking the real medication, that doesn't work either, right? So like, you know, one way it could be worse is at least we have a fucking you know like you can say what you like about Faradkar and Harrison, and these people, but like, you know, at least they believe in the germ theory of disease and sort of medical and Faradkar is a doctor, you know what I mean? So like At least it's not as bad as the the states because they're just getting fed a diet of bullshit Mm. on the TV, you know, and it's I was
3: speaking to a friend of mine over in America and uh, she she has a ranch at the top of a mountain uh, somewhere between Seattle and Portland, Oregon. And Mm. uh, so. So uh, ultimately, this is kind of what I'd see as kind of like, you know, in the apocalypse scenario, she'll have this ranch that's basically, I asked her, was she kind of doubling the fences and kind of reconstructing them and raising their heights and putting corrugated iron along the fence lines? Because that seems to be in every zombie apocalypse film. There's a lot of corrugated iron, which seems to keep zombies out. And uh, her solution to the problem was, uh, no, I think I'll just buy another gun. So, you know, <laughs> double the Lenovo. risk or reduce the risk by doubling your number of firearms. So it wasn't quite what I expected, but um, it seems that's the American solution sometimes, you know. But uh, I did I did challenge her on this and she said, well, look, you could... Uh, believe all the hype and get very paranoid and uh, she said like the best way to do it is the phrase uh, believe in God but tie the horse and I said what do you mean by that and she said by all means keep the hope but make make sure the hope isn't your strategy. I saw that in a Mark Wahlberg film about an oil rig (laughs) but um, basically she said Look, by all means, keep the hope, but actually make all the steps necessary to keep yourself safe. And that seems to be by and go.
2: Get tooled yeah, up. We fight. need to get tilled up, lads. That's it. Like you yeah. know. Um, so, uh, actually, uh, speaking of which, uh, we joined, just joining us. We might have our resident uh, Mark Wahlberg expert,
0: Colm mm. Denham, uh, oh, yeah. who I think is on the line as well. Column. it's funny that I knew who it was. When you just said Mark Wahlberg expert. Yeah. Like there's there only one in the
1: world. Colm. Colm. Uh, yeah, you us. Make,
0: there you, you go. make
1: one joke about Mark Wahlberg and suddenly you're a fictionado. There, <laughs> there you go. There yeah. you go. So, what a great man.
2: Yeah, it's actually good timing, guys, because uh, just joining us now uh, and um, from their respective bunkers Colm Denham and Jonathan Farrar. How are you doing, lads? Hey, all good. How are you guys?
1: I right, did. How are you? We're really all good. we've it. been
2: discussing the the merits and the the uh, unlikely upsides to the um to the virus highlights so far, Brian thinks it's a good time for serial killers. you know everyone's at home, so you know you're sure especially of your if target. you're a
1: nurse <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's yeah, that came from a dark place, but okay <laughs> um. well you know Dr.
1: and style stuff you know sure. just get in there, sure um.
2: <laughs> So, Colm, tell us uh, what what have you come up with? What's what's uh what, what's been brightening your pandemic this week?
1: Well, like I've I've been going down other pandemic kind of uh rabbit holes, you know, just in case. You know it's it's kind of good to watch something like the wall fall apart and on TV sometimes. Gives you some ideas for what you might need to get up to, you know. Pandemic so, and fiction. I think we've all been doing that, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone's been hitting up uh zombie movies and whatnot, for whatever reason. Uh, but uh, uh, Doomsday Prepper is the show that has me just transfixed at the moment. It's brilliant. It's these combination of rednecks and people who are having some sort of late midlife crisis from moving out of the city, getting guns. I think I overheard here on met guns.
2: They're having a midlife crisis and they haven't decided to become stand-up comics.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of one of two ways: either you buy a bunker and you buy a gun, or you get up on stage and do the same um, in a metaphorical sense. Very good. Uh, so, give us some highlights from Doomsday Preppers, then. Well, there's this one guy who uh, he bought himself an ICBM missile silo that had been decommissioned, okay,
0: in the middle no. of uh,
1: yeah, yeah, in the middle of nowhere, and, uh, and then he kind of What was weird about it. He seemed to double up on uh, going on dates with women. Cause he was like, well, if I'm going to have to live in a silo for the rest of my life, I'm going to need some girls and uh, you know, repopulate the human race or whatever. So he went on like a, a dating app and then was this be- Jeffrey
2: Epstein. Cause it kind of sounds like Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. He had an Island. This guy had a
1: silo, uh, <laughs> okay, fair enough. but um, he went down the silo and actually this is the best part is he went on three different dates like blind dates it's kind of like speed dating they're all kind of repulsed except for one of them and uh then he brought this girl they and his opening salvo was like uh i think it was something to do with like you want to see my silo <laughs> most of them are freaks, in
0: well, I wonder yeah, what happens
2: time. is it when like you close the door and say, "Yeah, nothing can get through that, like not even a nuclear bomb you know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. could could you open yeah. it
2: again like, well,
1: but, uh, that was the best part of it, so there was a bit of a in it where he 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 went and met her at an undisclosed location or uh to the audience, but wherever it was on the roadmap, they went up this side tracking us now. I need you to uh, wear this blindfold. And she's, oh, what? <laughs> yeah, I need you to. And then all of a sudden she looks oh, at the film oh. camera and is like, are they in on some sort of mate rape murder gangbang thing here? Or like, have I been lied to the whole time, basically? And then all of a sudden you can see the beads of sweat coming down the head. And she goes, I've got GPS on my phone. People know where I am. <laughs> And, uh, that's such a buzzkill on a date
2: isn't yeah, it like, know, you, know, yeah. when you when they say that like it's just um, yeah. but you, you wouldn't just believe trust them. anymore
1: but it was the greatest comeback of all time when you take them into the silo and you don't murder murdering them they're actually like oh what an honest guy um, so. it, it was the most bizarre thing i've ever seen If if you have a chance to watch it i think it is season two episode 12 one of just, the funniest things i've ever seen
2: doesn't that It kind of reminds me of, um, does anyone remember that there was a Norwegian weirdo who had a submarine and he brought like a journalist, there was a female ver- journalist and he brought her onto it and like she disappeared and basically murdered her and he was a weirdo. But he had like a full fucking submarine. This is a, a new story. It happened about last year. It's something about guys with strategic missile or weapon systems like at home. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's maybe not yeah. a good sign romantically, girls. You know, you can do better. Stay safe out there. Um yeah. but uh look, we better bring in we better bring in Jonathan, right? Cuz um uh uh we we've, we've only we've got we've got about 10 minutes left on this one. So um Jonathan, we'll go to you. What's been brightening your pandemic this week? <clears throat>
5: Um well I thought my newfound bottle of whiskey here has um is brightening up brightening up my at the moment. Uh it's also kinda of unfortunately blurring some of the uh previous highlights that I had to uh, deliver to you. Uh but we'll do what we can. So if you could deliver me some uh, really specific questions, I'll try and uh, do what I can.
2: Okay, what's your IBAN and your security code and <laughs> your, your mother's maiden name? <laughs> 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 i know
5: what, what what's the topic what are we we're talking about we're talking uh,
2: about the the brighter side of the pandemic literally anything that makes you happy about the world as it is at the moment uh brian or...
5: yeah,
2: well, um i guess some of you know
5: i i mean it's it's well documented amongst uh some circles that i'm uh familiar with uh, that i've adopted a cat recently okay. which is um, which has brought quite a lot to my life actually um mean yeah. maybe- it's it's like I'm, I'm in self isolation, but with the cat. So it's kind of a, <laughs> like a little caveat. Uh, a little subset of self isolation, which is uh, which has not been legislated for by Leah vradker tonight. I don't think. There Lots of loopholes we can exploit. If one was to look carefully. you know.
2: Which of the holes of your cat are you exploiting right now, or? or <laughs> um, I, I think.
1: Sorry, I'm sorry. Another, I'm
5: sorry. Another, I don't know. Um, Oh, sorry. Um, should have turned that off. Um, another great thing. um, um I think. I, I think. I. I've, one or two of you might have heard this before, but one of the great things I think about the pandemic, uh, despite all of its I mean, um, morbidity and you know the badness generally about it is that it's allowed me to explore uh, the depth to which I can sink uh, morally. And um, so I was in B and Q yesterday, like most of the other teachers in the country, and um, I was buying some paint, <laughs> so, you know, as recommended by uh, Amy <laughs> Ryan for painting the back wall. The yeah. Hair. Yeah. To get any um, lettuce. <laughs> he was looking for salad leaves grown as well. I did. I, I
2: got some salad leaves and I got some uh, horse manure as well, which I'd never <laughs> normally buy because I live in the. <laughs> I knew horseshit was going to come into this story at some point. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is
5: just. But, but very basically, good. my story is I mean, I'm a kind of a relatively paranoid person anyway. Uh, and in the weeks leading up to the pandemic, um, I'd been going down to my local tool shop in Dundalk called Tool Fix. It's a great shop. Highly recommend it whenever they get stopped in again. I kind of locked up on masks, not ventilators, respirators, and all these different things. And um, so I was all kitted out in a mask going to be in Q, and this old lady came up to me and asked me if I had any more masks. And um, I mean, I had a car full of masks, but, but <laughs> uh, and um, I said, "No, I don't have any more masks. Sorry."
2: What a great um, story! Okay, very good. Like you denied <laughs> the old lady medical care. I did, but
5: but you know what? I, I felt bad about it afterwards but now I've kind of come full circle. At the time I was in the siege mentality. i wanted to do this like get, get her out of my face get my fucking um, get my horse manure and get home and then I felt bad about it afterwards I mean what happens? She's probably going to perish uh, you know she's well, no, an old she lady is. She her.
2: is going to perish I just hope she's not thinking about you and your bag of horse shit and your car well, full of masks when she dies It's a possibility well, She is an old lady in the dark.
5: In Athlone, this was actually. I'm back in the Midlands. Oh no! But, um, but now I've come full circle, and I actually realised that um, this is the attitude we all need to adopt. Uh, you know, in a couple of weeks' time, people are going to start eating each other, and we need to be prepared to make the hard decisions. We need to be able to kind of, uh, you know, look out for ourselves. I think it's an important. Thing.
2: And but you're a natural psychopath, so you have it. You're ahead of the game here. Is what you're telling us, right? So, like, you were ready to deny the old lady medical care even before society broke down.
5: I mean, yeah, I It's not like <laughs> a fair the moment decision, but maybe, maybe now
1: that you put it to me like that, maybe it is. But if you if people are going to start eating each other, Jonathan, wouldn't it make more sense to eat the young? There's more more fibre, uh, everything. It's just you know, the less stringy, tastier, less stringy. You know, I don't like hogget, mutton, and things like that. I'd rather some nice spring lamb. Well, the I'm young and the obese. What a very no. chef opinion on it. Okay, <laughs> wonderful,
2: wonderful, guys.
1: Okay, we've, we've all been
2: extremely positive there. When I was asking for your positive aspects of the pandemic, I wasn't quite expecting that moment you denied medical care to a, an elderly lady I, in
1: a I, B&Q. I've got a negative experience of the pandemic this morning, unfortunately. I was walking my dog, and uh, this kid came by me, and uh, she was on a little kind of push cart thing. And her mom wasn't close enough and the dog kind of hadn't seen a pushcart kind of thing that the kid was on before and kind of went over and jumped over to her. And I got freaked thinking that she was going to jump on the kid. So I ran over just as I got my dog. He's like, I got to wait. And I grabbed her. The, the, little kid, the little kid just went ah, ha, 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 right in my face. And I got a whole blast of uh, the rona, I think. So I'm, I'm going to have to <laughs> wait a while. If I get a fever tomorrow, I'm going to be pissed. I'm well, going to go back up there and smash those kids' toys.
2: Well, that actually brings me on to my good news stories. We've only a couple of minutes left, and uh, yeah, we've done, we done not have time for the quiz this time, or we might do it a, a bit, bit later on. But uh, my good positive news stories is uh, you've heard of this coronavirus challenge, right? You know, where the kids, the millennials are going around. It apparently started with uh, this one of these influencers on TikTok who uh, filmed themselves licking uh, the seat of a toilet. And we're like, you know, Corona here I come, or whatever. Well, that person is now in intensive care. <laughs> right? That person is now in intensive care. And there was another dude, this American dude, right? And uh, in a great, wonderful twist of fate, his name was uh, Cody Fister, right? And uh, Cody what? Fister, Cody <laughs> Fister, and he's uh, <laughs> he hardly knew her, right? But um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like this hillbilly, right? You know, uh, and he's, he's got um, real kind of Cletus the Slackjawed Yokel fucker, right? And he's in, um, he's in the, f- the fucking, he filmed himself in a grocery store in the US licking like uh, a load of the products and putting them back and sort of licking vegetables and licking the, the, the handles and doors and stuff like that. Anyway, so they, <laughs> caught up, they caught up to him. Now he's in Chokey. He's in jail so um no good enough for these fuckers like you know <laughs> yeah I I these, these pricks going around coughing on, on people you know um but uh and and it's happening in ireland too as well you've got people going up and and and, and coughing on and, and people yeah, I mean, Health got a blast
1: I mean. of it in the face you know yeah. i think that kid was doing it on purpose for sure this <laughs> well, i morning.
2: think that was Maybe, funny that like was she was only
1: enough. three or four i really just should have just kicked her on the toy in the midair you know? there,
2: there must be influences, four-year-old influences on TikTok. I'd say there probably are. Like, you know, so They're you probably, probably are. Have, actually, you, you just made its career. Um. Anyway, we've <laughs> less, less than one minute on this recording uh, left. So, guys, uh, I'd uh, like to thank you all for sharing your your wisdom and your insight into the positive uh, side of the uh, pandemic. So, uh, Kieran, Brian, Jonathan, Porik, and Column, thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you you very much for the invite. And best of luck, everyone. Keep safe uh, out there. Keep safe. Stay safe. Uh, Stay away from those bugs. Don't cough in people's faces. And remember, try and stay corona positive. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the It Could Be Worst podcast. If you liked it, why not rate, review, or subscribe in the iTunes store or anywhere else good podcasts are available.
0: Here! This is a public service
1: in old snakes! I just got a phone call! We're in the middle of a global
2: and national emergency. A pandemic. It's not racist at all, no. Not at all. It comes from China. What what's the topic what are we we're talking about? We're talking about the the brighter side of the pandemic. Literally anything that makes you happy about the world as it is at the moment.
1: We can't stop the virus. Oh, Always you say, as bad as it was, it could have been worse
0: we